back, everyone. You're listening to Time Out Tuesdays at 10, and it is Tuesday, and we're coming at you at 10 p.m. This week's episode is going to be, again, it's going to be a little different this time. Um, we're going to be talking about women in STEM. So for those of you who might be less familiar with the term STEM, STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. And I personally am very passionate about everything to do with women empowerment and feminism. Some of my my favorite female role models out there include um, Michelle Obama, um, Malala Yousafzai, Emma Watson. Um, yeah, those are the few that I can think of off the top of my head. But there are so many incredible female um, activists out there, and I also I, I'm also very interested in 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 learning more about women in STEM because in general women are very underrepresented in the scientific fields and in STEM, and so I wanted to dedicate an entire podcast um, about women in STEM. So for this episode, later on we're going to be talking to a few uh, friends of mine who are prospective women in STEM. Um, and we're going to be hearing more about their thoughts and opinions and their pers- their own perspective um, about being um, a future woman in STEM. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to share a few facts that I found um, about women in STEM that were quite interesting for me to read about, and I wanted to share them. So first off, I came across um, a study Um, and some data that was collected by UNESCO and their Institute for Statistics. And um, they so they collected um, data from all around the world back in early 2019. And their results showed that in science, women are clearly in the minority and that less than 30% of the world's researchers are women. And this, like this under, um, this underrepresentation occurs in every region in the world but it does differ in like in in other regions so for instance um more than 80 percent of researchers in myanmar are female and there are more women researchers uh, than men in countries like azerbaijan and thailand but they don't get the same representation for their work as men uh, male researchers do um and yet the average uh, rate of women in research for um, in regions in North America, in Western Europe, and Sub-Saharan Africa are around 30%, which is much, much lower than the 80% we see in Myanmar. So I thought that was really interesting how perhaps maybe even like um, like society, because societies are kind of function differently in different regions of the world. And that and this this can be seen from from how like the percentage of women in research and like research in STEM obviously um, differ um, in different regions of the world. So I thought that was kind of interesting to come across. Um, and to add to that, um, I found I came across a campaign uh, online. It's called STEM for Her, and they released a statement saying that women and girls currently make up just a small percentage of the technology leaders um, at the forefront of making um, like groundbreaking achievements in their field, and this is this is a huge, this is a major gender disparity that needs to be changed. And 
since women compromise half of the population, it's it's not fair that they hold less than a quarter of STEM jobs. And this is according to STEM for Her. And I feel like initiatives like STEM for Her, they seem to be very passionate about young women um, and girls achieving their very best potential in STEM fields. And they, they have a lot of interesting resources and events re- readily um, accessible for, for girls and for women <laughs> in STEM. So I like that they're trying to make, to really encourage more girls and women um, to go into STEM and to find, you know, to be more active and motivated to go into more STEM fields. But, um, and it is true that actually more than half, like around 50, 57% of all girls um, say that girls don't typically consider a career in STEM. And this is according to the Women's Museum of California. And I feel like that's a real shame because if girls feel like they can't or they just don't consider a career in STEM at all, then then it feels like STEM will, will just be more prolonged as a, a more male-dominant um, career field. And I feel like if, if we're going to make any more progress, it should be up to like teachers and guardians and parents to help motivate not just girls but but like all pe- all students all like all people <laughs> in education um to go to just at least consider going into stem because maybe it's not for everyone but if there is perhaps like a moment in someone's life where one minute they did consider having a career in stem but then but then they just felt discouraged because just because of um who they, what gender they were i just feel like that's completely ridiculous and like the mi- like this sort of mindset will just it'll stunt um society from really like moving forward and moving past this issue which really shouldn't be an issue in the first place because women are just as capable as men are um when it comes to going into any sort of career path like gender really shouldn't be um a discriminating factor in any case like maybe back in the like the olden olden days can't really give you like a precise date but like back in the days where women were just not allowed to work um that had that's changed and we're living in more progressive times um where women are obviously like treated a lot better now we're not living in like the medieval times that's what i'm trying to say like um, women are given many more opportunities and it's it's about time that they start you know we, you know we start getting treated like as equally as as men are because it, it is it is a fact that women are a lot more underpaid in these in stem jobs and stem careers um, and like the fact that women are paid less than men not only in in stem but in other fields as well it's just not fair and this issue certainly like it needs to be addressed okay that's enough of my ranting um so now we're going to be hearing from a few prospective women in stem um again i wanted to give a little disclaimer about the audio um, it isn't the best, and there are a few like little technical difficulties. So I sincerely apologize if there if there are a few you know like moments where there's like 
an unwanted sound or, you know, a little bit of a mic problem, but um, here you go. Please enjoy this um, insightful conversation I had with three prospective women um, who are going to go into STEM and just about their, their own perspectives and opinions about the whole subject. Joining me today, three wonderful ladies who are prospective women in STEM. Um, if you guys want to like take a chance to introduce yourselves, please go ahead. Today's all about you, so how about we start by introducing ourselves? Well, my name is Sofia Gonzalez, and um, I'm going to go in a field in STEM. Uh, to be more specific, I'm going to study engineering of technology. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Great. Thanks. Uh, um, I'll be in Yuka. I'll be studying in um, bioscience and like a bit more towards biomedicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I think I'll be going into like the science part of it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, hello, my name is Anna, <laughs> and I'm going to be studying chemistry next year. Chemistry, great. Sorry, chemical engineering, right? That's yeah, it's great. <laughs> great to have everyone here on on this call today. Um, so we're all like for the listeners out there, we're all IB students, or we were IB students. So we're all like a group of high school graduates. Um, does everyone want to <laughs> say which IB pro, uh, like subjects they were in, or yeah? Um, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for the field I'm going into, I had to take certain subjects. So, for example, it was a requirement to take um, math and higher level, as well as uh, physics higher level, and also needed some background for chemistry. Mm-hmm. Since it's not the focus of what I'm going to study, I took standard level. And those were kind of the requirements that I had to have in order to go into the field I'm going to go to. Great. Mine was like similar to Sophia's. I had to take math HL, like higher level. But um, I took biology instead of physics because I'm going into biosciences and mm-hmm. biomedicine. Yeah. Uh, well, because I want to do like, chemical engineering. I mean, I didn't know that at the time, but it's good that I made that choice. Yeah. And so I decided to do like, math HL, then physics and chem HL too. Mm-hmm. Wow. So <laughs> all of these subjects, they're really hardcore. And honestly, I really commend all of you for taking like math HL because me personally, I took math SL. I don't know how you guys did it. <laughs> I mean, I think we all barely survived. <laughs> but at least, you know, at least you guys did it, you know? That's really commendable. Um, okay, so, all right. So for each one of you, what, like, why exactly did you choose, the like, the field you want to study in, like, in particular? So what made you choose, like, to go into, like, um, biomedical sciences or, like, chemical engineering or just engineering? Um. For me, it kind of goes back, like, when I was in, I think, sixth grade. Um, I was not the greatest at math or any kind of science, but I, for some reason, got selected for a math slash science competition. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, this is interesting. And <laughs> I kind of, like, got more and more interested as I went through the years. And then, as well, like, my dad is an engineer. So I saw it at home, and I was always really drawn to the work and the things he would talk about. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got to high school, it was kind of like a mix between 
I wanted to do medicine, but I was really interested in engineering. And I was like, okay, how can I combine this? And then I decided to go um, towards the biomedical engineering um, like mm-hmm. side. Yeah. However, after all, I decided to take a more general course because um, I'm interested in so, so many things and there's always opportunity of specialization. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah, but uh, what made me interested was kind of like the purpose behind this field because I, contrary to what most people believe, you actually do need a lot of creativity. Oh, nice. <laughs> and okay. It's kind of like you can do anything and like there's not really a limit. So I guess that's what got me most interested about it. That's really great, especially since you have like like a foundational year to like really establish like your your knowledge mm-hmm. in the whole subject and then you can choose to specialize. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Yuka, how about you tell us why you chose to go in this field in particular? Um, I thought about that question, but I don't really remember like when exactly I got interested in bio like biology and like um like and um, like medicine but mm-hmm. I think it goes back to when I was like in grade two or something oh wow because um I was living in Indonesia that time and <laughs> oh, yeah I was living in Indonesia that time and when I was going to my academy we're like in financially difficult situations who couldn't pay for medical care mm-hmm. and some people um who are just like Selling newspapers on the streets, like some of them had like only one leg or like they had rashes on their back. Wow. And I really wanted to help them, but I couldn't and like I didn't know what to do. So um, like since then, yeah, I think I've been interested in like medicine. And um, well, the reason why I didn't choose to go into medicine is because I'm um, I didn't want to help an individual. I wanted to help help a lot more people. So I thought about what I could do, and that um, led me to biomedical sciences. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's how I got there. Great, great. And do you hope to do any like? So do you want? Is your main focus to do like research or to do like more practical stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure about that yet, mm-hmm. but um, I'm still interested in both. I'll see what happens during university. Yeah, I mean, you, we, we have our whole lives ahead of us to decide what we want to do. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. Great. And Anna? Uh, well, kind of like, well, I've always liked sciences since I was small, but I've always liked almost all of my subjects, actually. <laughs> but uh, as like, I became older, like, I kind of tended to stick more with the sciences, and, like, at first it was just science in general, and then, like, I kind of discovered chemistry and physics with it, mm-hmm. and I thought, like, chemical engineering, like, allowed me to, like, pursue all of them, as well as in, I didn't really, like, want to, like, study, like, pure science, like, just chemistry on its own, because, like, one, I thought I might get, like, sick of it, or I also didn't feel, like, really want to go into, like, research or something i'd rather like go into like an industry so i thought like like chemical engineering would be a good choice and yeah and kind of like sophia like my dad is actually a chemical engineer so i guess like i, I think it's 
like I knew chemical engineers existed thanks to him. And oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so like at one point I actually didn't want to do chemical engineering because he did it and I didn't you know, just, like follow what my dad did. But mm-hmm. like if it's something I like, I you know I just decided to like do follow what I like. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what? Like follow your dreams. That's what life is all about. Like <laughs> yeah. do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. And so this is more of like um. A more broad question, but for for all three of you, like, where do you see yourself in five years, or like, um, as someone in STEM, like, what do you want to be doing in five years? I mean, by that time, we would supposedly be done with university. Like for me, I want to have like um, a master's degree at that time, and like, kind of start going out and like work. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to focus on perhaps research. And, um, like, I want to do it in the medical field. So, like, the whole purpose behind what I want to do is, I mean, it's not like you because she's going to do, like, a different, like, field within that. But I want to help through the use of technology, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, in a way, like, research to actually one day be able to build something I'm proud of that can help people. That makes behind what I want to do. Yeah. Like, that's, Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you have like a strong belief that science can really like make like a huge difference in like everyone's lives. Is that it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think like every field has a purpose behind it. But like for me as an individual, I think that's like the right path for what I want to I want to do in the future, like what my goals are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I believe that like perhaps even like women like we're talking about right now, like in these fields, we can have a impact you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well i'm not really sure but i might go into like my master's degree in five years um because like medicine and like biology just in general it um you need to do a lot of research um to develop like um well to just develop anything like if you want to develop a cure or like a treatment or any kind of statistic um, like strategy to help um, with like a certain disease mm-hmm. you need it I think you need to study a lot because like you don't there's a lot of things you don't know about and um, yeah like if I um, yeah I think I'll be going into my masters and like do like a research or um, well, I'm not sure if it's a research or something more practical, mm-hmm. but um, well, I, I wish to be doing something that would be um, helpful for someone out there. Yeah. So like really like making a difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And Anna? <laughs> Um, well, five years is a long time, so I don't really know if I'll be in the same headspace then, but, oh, like, I'm not sure if I could do that, like, with my first job, because I don't know if I can have, like, high expectations for your first job, but hopefully, eventually, I'd like to work in a field on, like, somewhat, like, renewable energy, or at least, like, making, like, production methods, like, which are, like, less pollutant and stuff like less damaging to our planet Mm -hmm. yeah that's something i'd like to do definitely yeah 
that that's really great like especially since we've seen we've been seeing like so much more like development in these in like in these fields like our generation where i feel like we're a lot more of like an activist generation and we're like yeah. we're kind of taking matters into our own hands and like doing things that like will have a difference in the future like stuff like that so yeah. and i feel like a lot of like for example, we can change our consumption patterns and stuff and, like, mm-hmm. decide to use, like, less cars and stuff. Yeah. But if there's, like, no change in the industry and the way we produce stuff, like, the change will be, like, not as big as if the change would actually come from, like, the big corporations and stuff. So I think it's important for, like, yeah. the big corporations, like, to actually start making the change because if it's, like, I know, like, small people can, like, make a huge difference, but I think it's going to be quicker if, you know, the big people make a big difference. That's very true. That's very true. And, like, even incorporating some of these things in, like, our everyday lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, okay, have you guys ever, like, encountered any, like, uncertainties about going in, into STEM? Like, so maybe before you were applying to university, did you ever have that moment of like uncertainty of whether you want to go into STEM or maybe you maybe you've known all this time that you wanted to go into STEM? Like, did you have any uncertainties? For me, I mean, I've always been interested in a lot of things. So there were moments where I was like, oh, I really like this, but maybe I should do that. Like, you know, that type of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But then all along I knew was to be like in the sciences. Mm-hmm. since ever since I was literally okay not six but like <laughs> I was in fifth grade or something I already had that plan in mind like already knew that was where I wanted to be mm-hmm. so in a sense I didn't really have an uncertainty um about whether I should go into STEM it was more about within STEM what a specific field mm-hmm. I would be more, more fitted you know for right wouldn't like want to go into medicine or like biomedical sciences or just like biology I wasn't really sure what to do at one point but then like I just wrote down the things I would want to achieve Mm -hmm. in like a really distant future and um, I thought about it a lot and I just came down to a conclusion pursuing biomedical sciences but like already like last year I was like um quite fixed on like engineering but I wasn't sure what type of engineering I want to go in but then like I also like I was really worried about that choice last year because there's so many like different engineering options and like I didn't know which one would actually like be more fitted for me but then I talked to like some people around me and even like I did an internship and the people there and they were all like like it's important like the choice is important but like even if like you can still like change later on and like eventually everybody like they might not end up doing exactly what they studied so it's like an important choice but it's not like the end of the world if you end up choosing the wrong thing I think that really helped me and like that's why I kind of decided to just go for chemical engineering and we'll see what happens yeah of course and like I think even nowadays like contrary to maybe like our parents and like grandparents generation like I think nowadays we can see people like having multiple career paths like throughout their like mm-hmm. professional careers even like throughout their lives you can like switch careers like I feel more more fluidly more easily now because like there are a lot more changes in the world and like it can be easier to like change your path like and pursue something else and stuff like that so there was one time I was visiting a university and they gave me this pamphlet and 
it was kind of curious because it was a little chart when they were like, okay, this percentage of people uh, with an engineering degree end up as bankers. Oh. This percent ends up as accountants. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. What? Yeah. I guess that kind of sheds light on how, like, how you... Um, like how differently you can use like your degrees really use like science as like a foundation for a lot of different things and not just like science and then research like there's it's really broad doesn't it yeah oh okay so I actually I came across um a quote by um an like a female author her name is Eileen Pollock and she wrote um a book called the only women in the room why science is still a boys club and she wrote in an article by like the University of Brown's like student paper, um, and she said that in her experience, like many women, including herself, were like simply raised to believe that they're supposed to be like caretakers and are supposed to prefer biology to say like chemistry or physics. And when I read this, it seemed to touch on the whole gender stereotype that like men are the ones that typically go into like physics and math while women go into biology and medicine. So I wanted to hear what your thoughts were on this, on this like idea. And like, I think for sure it is like a more like men um, prominent like fields, I guess, like STEM as a whole. Cause um, in a sense, even universities, I believe there's only like around 20% of women yeah. in the States. Or, and I actually saw a video that was talking about this issue and there was this woman who was explaining how like this is kind of like a stereotype built from ever since we're kids so even like the toys for children so like you know how there's the okay it's kind of stereotypical but like the pink like uh dolls for the girls and the constructions like legos mm -hmm. for the guys i think i saw the same video <laughs> <laughs> and and she was saying how like the guys apparently um if you're exposed to like construction like blocks you know like legos and all these things from a young age you get a better like perspective upon space and like 3d building and it's kind of like more creative mm -hmm. so you'll start off with that mindset since you're younger and obviously there's girls who probably played with that and the other way around but like as a whole it's kind of like the stereotype mm -hmm. so it's kind of like building people to be more interested in certain things right and how it's portrayed with like the media and like I mean that's changing now but like until that moment until like not that long ago it's how it was portrayed yeah so that I mean I definitely feel like for example like in our school we were kind of lucky because like at least in our grade we were so many girls that even like in the like physics and chemistry class we were still a majority mm -hmm. while like in uh, years before us that wasn't exactly the case I feel like in our school we, like in our year at least we didn't really have the thing of like feeling weird side world i think it's definitely still present and like how sophia said in universities like engineering classes are usually like 20 percent or like 30 percent female and the rest is male so it does definitely feel like like there's a like a societal reason for which we like girls might not want to go because i definitely do not feel like it's a girl that do not have interests that have that kind of uh, interest in like in the sciences or in engineering or math so I definitely feel like it's a societal pressure mm -hmm. and also maybe like in the past like we don't have that many examples of like women going into that kind of field not only because like they weren't like 
given the opportunity and the education to go in those fields. But also like those that were, like they were still like kind of like kept in the shadows and not giving like their credit. I think I saw a film of Sara actually, like yeah. two years ago. Like, you know, the hidden figures. Hidden figures, exactly. And, like, the one about like, NASA and like these women who like yeah, basically and- helped them go to the moon, you know? <laughs> And then, like, they were, like, they're only getting their credit now when, I mean, the Americans wouldn't have, like, landed on the moon before the, like, the USSR, if they, like, without them, you know? So, I think that's because, like, that's why, like, so many girls feel like they don't have, like, role models in their lives. Yeah. That, like, tell them that, like, that kind of career path is good for them or, like, yeah. Exactly. Teachers hold like, a power and a responsibility to encourage everyone to, to perhaps go into STEM? Um, I think that, yeah, for sure they do have that impact. Because as children, like, we, like, we're kind of, we're not built upon them, like, our teachers and our family, but, like, we do have a sense of influence. Like, they influence us when we're growing up. So I've never had, like this has never happened to me. Like, this always treated equally. And, like, if I didn't do well in a certain subject, it wasn't because of my gender necessarily. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I am aware that it does happen to a lot of girls. And perhaps they're discouraged by certain comments or, like, oh, yeah, you're a girl, go do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's not as present now as it used to be. However, um, it is, there are comments that I've heard like oh wow you're good at math and you're a girl you know that kind of thing is not necessarily offensive but it's like if you're good at something else why why bring it up with a sense of like you know right. gender you know yeah but I've never felt like discrimination and yeah but I mean like I've talked to um one of my mother's friends she's an engineer and she's working at Renault and uh, basically, she was telling me how, like, it was the same for her. Like, she passed university. She didn't feel this kind of, you know, like, gender bias or anything. But then once she got to the workforce, it was kind of when she started to feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading it uh, early on. But apparently, like, the percentage of women who actually do end up working mm-hmm. as an engineer is, like, far less than the ones who study engineering. So I thought that was, like, curious, you know? Yeah. Like, the, like well, the gender, I, like, wa- like, the wage gap, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, like, I'm completely, like, off the question. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, Anna, did you want to add something? Or, or you could... Oh, yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> I mean, like, the whole... Well, the whole aspect about like like wages and like just like the positions uh, females are in in like the science industry I feel like even if they're present like a lot of times they tend to stay in like quite like low ranking positions or positions with like not much power to them and I feel like that's just like messed up because like yeah. um, if you look at like school grades or just how they like do in school like females are do just as well as men and for some reason once they enter the workforce they seem to lose value but and I'm sure it's not actually them losing value or just the way they're perceived like my sister said something like really interesting the other day she studies like sociology like all that stuff and she said like that 
um, people who like work in the sciences have like more, I think social like social class mobility. Mm-hmm. Like you're, yeah, and then those who don't, and like the fact that women often like don't tend to work in STEM, like makes them like have less social mobility. Like oh. let's say like mm-hmm. if you're poor, it's difficult for you to become richer, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that like that's really shows like the impact of women not entering STEM. You know, it's not just like they don't contribute to the like the knowledge that gets generated, but it has like a big economic impact on them. Exactly. It just goes to show that like society still has like a really long way to go until like we reach any form of like equilibrium or like 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 real like gender equality and like gender really shouldn't matter in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Um. So, oh, Yuka, did you did you have anything you wanted to add? <laughs> mm. Well, I guess like online Sophia said most of it, but um, I think it also like the fact that um, like not a lot of women are in like the STEM field is also because they have. Like there's a stereotype that women have to raise children, mm-hmm. because like if you have to raise children, like of course you're going to have um, to leave the workforce force for like a certain amount of time because you're not going to be physically fit for it. Right. But then like that doesn't you're not being physically fit for a work doesn't mean that you can't come back um, once you're actually fit for it. Like if you want obtain like if you want to keep your position and um like climb that ladder of um gaining a higher position then um i don't think like anyone should be stopping that because that's um what the individual have learned like whether it's a man or a woman that's what they have learned mm-hmm. learned themselves and it's not no i don't think anyone has like that power to um let them fall down into like something um they can't give their full potential yeah like gender should not be like a discriminating factor at all yeah yeah and, like if like i get it if um i get the fact that in the sense feel like research and development goes by really fast and like there's always something new each year but um I think it's also important to like realize the basis of it Mm -hmm. exactly exactly um well thank you guys so much for like sharing all of your insights on like women in STEM and like your own experiences with it um just to maybe like to, to like close this conversation, is there any like advice you can offer to a girl or a woman who wants to go into STEM like in the future, like maybe a student or, or anyone? I think just simply don't get discouraged if you're not necessarily good at something. Like for example, for me, um, there was one moment, it was like when I was really small and I did bad at a math test and I was like, oh, I can't be an engineer anymore. But then instead of keeping that mindset, I was like, no, I'm gonna show them wrong, I can. So it's kind of like, 
just keep on working and like if you know what you want just go for it like don't let anything stop you yeah that's great that's great <laughs> yeah i kind of so yeah wait can i yeah, go? yeah yeah go ahead okay um like i know that everyone has limits and some some people might reach their limits faster than others but um like within you, I think you always have that power to like push through that limit. So um, if you're like stuck at one point, maybe you got a bad grade in math or like you just completely fail in chemistry or whatever subject, like you shouldn't be like, at that point, you shouldn't be like, oh no, I can't do this anymore. I have to change my path into something else. You should try to. Um, go back like have a like have a pause and like reflect upon yourself if you're having a hard time like if you know yourself I don't think anything should would be that hard mm-hmm. that's great that's great and mm-hmm. Anna like I would say you don't think of your gender as something that should block you into going into certain fields. Just follow what you like, like no matter what that is. And then, yeah, like just think that if many women start doing the same choice of not going to into STEM, then the problem will just continue. But if everybody just follows what they like, and if you like STEM, going to STEM, then I think like this like inequality will actually like start changing eventually. So yeah, great. Like, I didn't mean it in, like, a gender-based thing. I meant it as in, like, intellectually-wise because, like, I thought, like, to be an engineer, I had to be, like, a genius, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I can't do it, you know? In a sense, like, don't let that thought stop you. You can, like, reach those goals. That was what I meant behind it. I thought it was, like, in a too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Don't worry. That these, the, All of this was, like, really, like, very profound and inspirational words from three very smart, smart women, smart scientists. I won't even say like women, like gender shouldn't matter. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for, for joining me on this podcast. It was really great to have you guys back and like we can talk about such like interesting things about women in STEM and hopefully this will inspire the listeners to like, you know, if, if there's anyone out there who's really interested in going into STEM but maybe was a bit uncertain, hopefully this kind of like helped you like solidify your interests or anything so thank you all for joining thanks for having us of course of course and that concludes this week's episode thank you so so much to sophia yuka and anna for taking the time to be on this podcast and share your perspective on women in stem And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you guys maybe got the chance to learn something new about women in STEM and got to learn more about these three wonderful ladies. Uh, And yeah, thank you so much for listening and talk to you guys next week. Bye.